Uh, last few weeks, we've been in a series, we've, we've called it The Beginning is Near, and we're going to end today and tomorrow, because I was going to end today, and I went, you know, I just, as I was looking through the book of Proverbs and praying about this, I thought, you know what, there's kind of two parts to this ending, and so we're going to um, end today. Next week, I want to talk to you about um, being a church for fools. In other words, being a place where people who just don't have their lives together can come and find help. And I'm talking to you about that next week because uh, the church is supposed to be, the church is you and me. The church is not the building. And we're, if, if we're following Jesus and we're growing in our love for God and our love for people and our understanding of our purpose in the world, we're to be the ones that are for the world around us. So including people who are not yet wise. And so uh, I want to talk to you about that next week. But today, uh, I want to tell you something difficult and hard. It's going to be a little like going to the doctor and getting some bad news, but the doctor's saying, but we caught it early. So we caught it early. If you listen today, it's going to be a little bit challenging to you um, because next week we can talk about, you know, being a church for fools. Today, I want to talk to you if you are a fool and what do you need to do to get beyond that? Now, don't write this off because uh, most of you said, well, that's not me because no fool ever says I'm a fool. <laughs> so I, I want to give you some ways to think about this um, because here's, I, as I've dug into the Proverbs and I've, I've studied the Proverbs for a long time, the book in the, the Old Testament that we've been looking at through this series. Um, hang on on that. Hang on on that. Um, that words right there. Thank you, guys. I'll get to that in a second. Um, uh, the the proverb uh, says that a fool is the person who just doesn't consider any perspective but their own. The world's no bigger than how they see it. Now, listen, this is why this applies, okay? We are a culture of fools. You just get on social media for five minutes. You watch the news for seven minutes you find out immediately that we don't believe there's any perspective other than my perspective. That's, that's it. So if you have been the kind of person who has struggled and you've been trying to overcome patterns in your life, but they keep winning, or you change the circumstances, but the patterns stay the same, the Bible has a word to describe the person in that setting. And you're not going to like the word, and the word is fool. You've been a fool. So I want to to talk to you today about how to break the pattern and how to not be a fool. So uh, I'm going to do three things in this message. One, I'm going to give you a test to help you see whether or not you are actually indeed operating right now like a fool. Two, I want to give you a vision of possibility for your life. And then I want to give you a way forward out of the foolishness. Now, who am I talking to today? Now, I'm a guy, and and if you're a woman, you're listening in thank you. Uh, I'm going to direct this at guys because I think maybe we struggle with this more than women. I'm not saying no woman is ever um, acting, not acting foolish, but uh, I want to talk to the 18-year-old guy who's just starting out in life and you graduated and you're not sure what's next and you're not sure how to go about it. This is for you. I want to talk to the 28-year-old guy who's getting ready to have a baby for the first time or maybe a second child and man, what a shifter that is to have a kid. And you're like, I'm not sure how to do this right. This is for you. I want to talk to you if there's a 38-year-old guy and you just lost your job and you've got a lot of people relying on you and you've got all kinds of options and you're not quite sure what's next. I want to, this is for you. I want to talk to you if you're the 48-year-old guy 
and you're not quite sure what's going to happen in the next chapter of your life. You're no longer young, you're not yet old, and maybe you have a job, maybe you don't have a job, but you got options now, and you're trying to figure out what's the wise way forward, and you're maybe actually starting to be reflective about your life. Uh, this is for you. I want to even talk to the 68-year-old 68, 68 guy who's struggling because it's the close of a chapter, and you're not sure yet what's going to happen in the next chapter. Now listen, if you're listening and you're just checking out church again and you're giving God another uh, try or you're, you're just trying to explore faith, I, I, man, I'm so glad you're here. This is not a message about how to be more religious. This is a message about how to be better and because we want to help you be better. Well, we always read scripture together, and we've been looking at the book of Proverbs. We're going to put the scripture for today on the screen. Um, when we're in the room together uh, in the worship center, we stand out of respect for God's word. So I'd invite you, if you are willing, if you'd stand wherever you are, uh, in, uh, at your couch, wherever you might be, and I'll read this aloud. It'll be on the screen. This is from the book of Proverbs, chapter one. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. I promise you this is not a good word, a good, good, a good news passage uh, at, on the outset. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call, and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing out of respect for God's word. Now, I told you this is uh, the passage itself is kind of painful. The whole book of Proverbs, if you've never read it, is not like that. This is just, again, the doctor telling you the bad news, but saying we caught it early. And so I want to tell you um, three things that fools, three, I'll give you a test to help you see, am I, am I operating like a fool right now? And here's the first thing, um, fools ignore the inside, fools ignore the inside. We're a culture that's obsessed with the outside, how you look, how you present yourself, what's on Instagram, what's on Twitter, what's on Facebook. Um, you've got to have a perfect body, you've got to look great. Um, but a foolish person focuses only on what's outside of me and ignores what's most important about me, which is what's going on on the inside. But fools have a tendency to ignore what's going on on the inside. Now listen, this whole series, The Beginning is Near, is the idea that there's a new chapter coming for you. I'm convinced, and a lot of people that have been writing about what the pandemic means for us as a, as a world, as a global culture, and then as a national culture and state culture, local culture, that this is not an interruption, this is a disruption. In other words, this is going to change how things are and not temporarily just slow down the way things used to be. Do you, do you see the difference? It's a disruption, not an interruption. But you need to notice, you need to see this. This presents you with an opportunity for a better chapter. Routinely, someone who's getting a divorce will make an appointment with me, and, and it's usually the guy, uh, sometimes the woman will start, but usually the guy when he's desperate. I get the guy when he's desperate. And the woman's about to leave. And she said, I've had enough. And he sits down in my office, and we, we talk, 
And um, I always have this kind of stock question. So if you come in, this is what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> You're going to know in advance. I say, okay, listen, listen, I, I know this is a terrible circumstance in your life. You didn't ask for this. You didn't want this. You didn't get married thinking I'm going to potentially lose my wife, maybe my kids, a bunch of my money. But you have an opportunity right here. Because a year from now, you may not be able to control the circumstances that are happening around you, but you can set the direction of your life. So in 12 months, what kind of person do you want to be? Start acting on that today. Now, it's the same thing for you and me in this pandemic. This is an opportunity to turn over a new leaf, if you want to call it that. The next chapter of your life is based on the actions you take today. Now, that requires a bunch of inside work. And here's what I know about fools. Fools don't want to do this. So if you're like, I don't want to do that, maybe. Second thing, fools have no intentional path to follow. Fools have no intentional path to follow. In other words, they're just kind of doing whatever sounds good for the moment. Now, the book of Proverbs is a manual uh, that was written for fathers to uh, teach their sons how to become wise, and it represents a path for becoming a wise person. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the three categories that it lumps all of us into, uh, and we all have the potential to be all of these at points, but some of us just have a tendency to camp out on one of them, are the wise, the foolish, and the evil. Now, the evil is probably 2 to 3% of the population. People are genuinely evil, and we want to avoid evil and evil people. Um, Scott Peck wrote a famous book in, about evil and evil people. It's a, kind of a chilling read. He's a psychologist, and he was trying to grapple with what is evil, and he was trying to come up with this great philosophical definition, and his little daughter was listening to him talk to his wife about it, and she said, but daddy, evil is just live spelled backwards. I mean, that's, that's what evil is, right? People who take life. The reality is, is that you could head in that direction, but most of us are on those other two paths. We're either becoming more wise or becoming more foolish, and, and it's kind of a nuanced reality. The wise, they, they're wise because they want to become more wise, and the fool just says, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing without considering my path. Here's how Proverbs 14, verse 8 says it. The wise understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. So we, again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the, the wise person, when the light comes toward them, they turn toward the light because they want to see better and they want to know what the path is. When a fool, when the light is shown to them, when reality is pointed out to them, what they want to do instead of going to the light is they want to adjust the light and point it at something else, usually not them, because fools have no intentional path to follow. Third thing, Fool, fools avoid testing themselves. So now, by this point, you're like, ah, I just really don't like this. <laughs> I really don't like that you're pointing this out. I, I don't, you might be wrestling with foolishness. So I'm going to give you five questions. We're going to put them on the screen, a scale of one to five, five meaning, you know, this is kind of routinely how it happens for me, and one being, ah, it doesn't really happen for me that much. So I'm going to give you a, a test. You can kind of score yourself, and you can kind of get a sense of, of how, how foolish you might be operating right now. Here's the first thing. I can remember the last time I realized I was wrong about something. Five, all the time. I can, I can remember that. One, mm, man, I don't remember the last time I was wrong. I think I'm always right. Give yourself a score. 
Second, people regularly, regularly, that's the word, regularly give me feedback. Five, man, they always do. One, I cannot remember the last time someone gave me feedback. Um, third, I have changed, now listen, this is, this, is, this is the poignant part of that feedback question. I have changed something about myself based on feedback in the last 30 days. <laughs> Acid test, right? Five, yeah, absolutely I have. One, I can't even remember the last time I changed something about myself based on feedback. Number four, when someone disagrees with me, I never write them off. Five, that's me, man. I, I never, I just, oh, thank you for your perspective. One, mm, write you off. Last one, I never mock people I don't agree with. Five, that's me. I never mock people. Someone disagrees with me, I never make fun of them. Here's the acid test for you. Um, has someone uh, that you don't agree with done something and you have sent a text to someone else mocking that person behind their back. Ouch, right? Now you may say, Scott, wait, 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 that, that's not fair. I mean, wait, hang on, wait. Hey, I'm just trying to help you see you because other people see you. And the question for you is, do you see you? That's the question we're talking about because Proverbs unpacks all these things. I just took those five things straight out of Proverbs here. Proverbs 26, 12. Um, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 22. Part of our, I'll give you a picture of that, but Proverbs chapter 26, verse 12. Um, this is us as men. Again, I'm talking to men. Uh, we've got a, a picture here. Men holding a mattress on the top, right? I got this. No problem. <laughs> I can hold this in 30 mile an hour winds. No big deal, right? That's, that's absolutely the person who's wise in their own eyes, and that's why it's mostly us guys. Proverbs 1.22, the simple love their simple ways. They hate, in other words, they hate feedback. Don't tell me I'm not doing that right. Fools hate knowledge. Don't disagree with me. Don't tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to write you off if you disagree with me. Mockers delight in mockery. They mock. Mock is you make fun of someone behind their back. This is a test of whether or not you're a fool. Now listen, full disclosure, I have done every one of these things. I've absolutely been a fool. The difference, what's, what's the difference, Scott? How, how, do I, how do I get beyond that? Well, the difference is you have to decide at some point that you don't want to be like that anymore. And it starts with someone shining the light on you and you looking, not trying to adjust the light, but you go, oh man, I think that might be right. So let me give you, um, let me give you the benefits of wisdom. Uh, Proverbs is full of them, but there's a, a passage, Proverbs chapter 2, verses 8 to 11. We're going to put that all up on the screen um, right now. And I just want to walk you through what Proverbs says are the benefits of wisdom. Uh, this is a person who's wise. That person has success, right? Um, that person uh, benefit is uh, wisdom is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. You have a way to protect yourself. Uh, wisdom guards the course of the just and protects the way of the, his faithful ones. You have someone, not just a shield to hold up to protect yourself, but you have someone who guards you then you'll understand what is right and just and fair. Have you ever been around somebody who you get a sense that they kind of get what life is all about? 
That's because they're wise. They understand what's right and just and fair, and they do the right thing. And you're always like, how do they do that? Well, it's because they're wise. Um, For wisdom will enter your heart. You'll become a wise-hearted person. Listen, people visit wise-hearted people. They show up and they want to be around them because they're wise-hearted. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. In other words, you'll become a learner. You'll be a person who always wants to learn. Being around people who want to learn is really fun. Being around people who know everything is not so much fun. You'll have understanding, and understanding will guard you, which is the opposite of confusion. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can't give you a word picture of what wisdom is like. It's also from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 18. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. This is our, our memory verse for this week. I was in Kenya and I was on a game reserve. Game reserve is the opposite of a zoo. Uh, in a zoo, you know, you go in and the animals are in cages. In a game reserve, your car is the cage and the animals are free and we're at a, a, a camp on the edge of the Maasai Mara in the southern part of Kenya. Woke up in the morning and uh, we were sleeping in these kind of tents. They were kind of protected and um, I was facing uh, east and I just woke up as the sun was coming across the horizon. And it was, to this day, one of the most beautiful images I've ever seen. I ran down the path to where I could get a better picture. And this is the picture. The picture doesn't, of course, do it justice. But it was the sun coming and painting this beautiful image across the sky. And as the day wore on, it got brighter and brighter. And you could see more and more. This, this, is, this is an image of what it's like to become a wise person. There's, it's, your life becomes a thing of beauty that other people want to behold. That's the benefit. That's the benefit of wisdom. Now, the opposite of that is the price of foolishness. Proverbs has a, a lot to say about that, too. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 11. Poverty will come on you like a thief. Proverbs... Uh, Chapter 9, disaster will overtake you in an instant and you'll be suddenly destroyed without remedy. One, one translation describes that as you'll be broken beyond healing. Now listen, this is not a sentence on your life. What, what the book of Proverbs is doing is painting an outcome and saying if you continue in your foolishness, this will be your outcome. And, and we're, we're Christians, so we understand that the gospel is for fools. Thank God, because I've been a fool. And that God heals people from their own foolishness and right out of their own foolishness because we don't come to God in any other way other than being a fool or evil. So this is not a sentence, this is an outcome, um, but, but it's, a, it's a bad outcome. And then Proverbs chapter 5, the cord of their sins hold them fast. It's like a trap. Think if you're out hunting and you set one of those traps, you know, with the steel teeth. And you come across an animal that's caught in that trap and cannot get out. That is a picture of the price of foolishness. That's you. Wisdom is like the hazmat suit that you put on and go into the COVID unit that is the world. And and maybe COVID doesn't do it enough. The Ebola unit that is the world. Foolishness is walking into that same unit, taking a deep breath and thinking, I'll be just fine. So 
how do you go beyond foolishness? How do you, how do you take a step past that? I want to I give you a way out of that because it's really awful to have someone tell you that you're not doing things right and then not give you a, a way out. And I want to give you a way out of that. And it's actually in the book of Proverbs, the way out of that. And all three of these things relate to a shift in your perspective. Remember what I said, a fool is a fool is a person who can't see any perspective beyond themselves. And all three of these things have a way of shifting your perspective in a different um, direction. So here's the first thing that you're going to need to have in your life, a shift in your attitude and your outlook if you're going to avoid foolishness. Number one, Proverbs verse nine, chapter 10, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Here, listen, listen. If you're a fool, your problem is that you reverence nothing beyond yourself. You are the end of all of your plans. And I gotta tell you, that is a very small goal. And since there's nothing beyond you, you think there's nothing bigger than you, and so you cannot learn. And you have no capacity to learn because all of your paths end at you. But the, the book of Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. It's the starting point of wisdom. It's a, a reverence for someone other than yourself, the creator. Old movie, Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan. He's mad at God that he's lost his legs. He sits in this storm. He feels the fury of this storm. And Forrest Gump in this beautiful line, and right there in the movie, he says, I guess he made his peace with God. What did Lieutenant Dan feel? He felt, he felt reverence for God. It made a difference in his life. And he realized there was something more than just his own pain and his own circumstances. It's a, it's a table saw kind of reverence. It's a I've been lost in the woods kind of a reverence. It's a there's something bigger than me. There's, it, it puts a perspective in you that you don't have. It lifts your perspective beyond yourself, your own small goals. Second, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. We've been memorizing Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 this week. And verse 6, Mark talked about it last week. In all your ways, submit to God. And he will make your paths straight. What, what does it mean to submit? Submit means to come under the mission, submission, to come under the mission of someone else. What is the mission of God? The mission of God is, is redemption and life change. It's people who become wise. It's people who are not wise in their own eyes. It's creating people who are humble people, who are learners, who have understanding, who are a pleasure to be around who pass on good things to other people. So you're going, to have to, you're going to have to do this. If you're going to submit yourself to God, you're going to have to say to God, I'm not always right. In fact, I'm going to ask you to do something. Uh, there might be people in your living room or wherever you're watching this, and, and they're going to hear you say this. And, and so everyone in the living room with you is, is going to say this. If you're alone, you'll just say it alone. I want you to say it out loud. Say, I'm not always right. Ready? Here we go. I'm not always right one more time. Ready? I'm not always right. Now, there's some other people in the living room that fell over when you said that. <laughs> but it starts with submitting. See, again, you're shifting your perspective. Third thing is let love and faithfulness, Proverbs 3 says, never 
leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. See, love and faithfulness point you towards someone else. Decide that you'll be that guy. You'll be the love and faithfulness guy. You'll be the I'm there for you guy. Because when you love someone else, when you're faithful to someone else, you get the perspective off of yourself and you start to look at somebody else. The message that the coronavirus is sending to all of us um, is, I think, summed up in five words. You must change your life. You must change your life. Now, don't ignore the message because you do not like the messenger. But you and I must, we must change our life. And if you're going to, honestly, if you're going to escape being a fool who gets on social media and only looks for people who agrees with them, who discounts people who don't think like they do, who has no use for people who are not like you, of a different color, of a different race, of a different, different ethnicity, a different perspective. If that's you, you need some help with the project. The best person I know to help you with the project of becoming a wise person and traveling out of foolishness is Jesus. Because all three of these things that you need to do, he has already done for you. He has, he has reverence for all of the right things. He's submitted himself. He submitted himself, humbled himself, the Apostle Paul says, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So that God gave him the name that said above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow under heaven and on earth. And, and Jesus loves you and he demonstrates his faithfulness to you by loving you even when you are a fool. Paul says that Christ died for us while we were his enemies. You know, we wanted nothing to do with him. That's the kind of God that Jesus is. And you need his help, and you need to take him as the leader of your life. And I think it'd be really important if you would overhear the message that the coronavirus has been sending, and the beginning for you is near. It's a new, a near, a new chapter is just right here. It can be a better chapter than one you've ever been through. But it starts with you saying, okay, Jesus, you're going to have to lead my life. And so I'm going to pray for you right now, um, and uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you say, well, how do I do that? Okay, I'm going to lead you in a, a really simple prayer, and you can mean it in your own heart, because you're just, you're just a, a few words away from God. Did you know that? Book of Acts says that, um, that we're not far. God's not far from any one of us. So it's just a few words where you say, I, I, this is what I want in my life. And so um, do this with me, would you? No one's paying attention to you. You can close your eyes. Everybody else in the room is probably still looking at the screen. And say these words. You can say them out loud. You can say them in your heart. Just pray this really simple prayer. Jesus, I need you. I'm not sure how to stop being a fool, but I recognize it. And I need your help getting out of it. So I give my life to you now. Forgive me and lead me so that I become wise. I'm yours. Thank you for what you did on the cross for me. 
That's the beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning of wisdom. Um, that means you're part of the family. If, if that was you, if you, if you um, prayed a prayer like that, would you just either drop us a message, um, drop us a direct message, or you can put a, a, a note there in the comment. Um, you just put the word yes in the comments right there, and we'll follow up with you this week. Uh, just give you some help. Um, we'd be honored to do that this week. So I'm going to pause now and pray for all of us. And um, we, when we're in the room here, we hold out our hands often because uh, when you pray, you're praying with your whole person, right? And so if you want to receive this prayer and this blessing, you can, you can hold out your hands like this and um, receive these words into your heart and life. Thank you, Jesus, that you love people who have made a mess of their life. You love people who don't understand the problems they bring into their own life. You love people who don't yet see, who aren't yet aware. You love, you love, you loved us when we were fools. You love people who are evil. And it's only you that has a path out of destruction and blindness to life and vision. And so I pray for my friends, everyone listening, I, I, all of us at some level have to hear the message that's coming through the coronavirus. You must change your life. Transformation is the path for all of us. And so wherever we are, whatever um, click we need to make in the journey, we want to make it today. So we receive from you the blessing that you have for us to know your love. It's without limits. Um, to know that we've now have the ability to love somebody else and to know that we've been made for a purpose. Lord, we receive that blessing right now. I pray this on my friends in your name and all of God's people sitting where they were sitting, watching however they were watching said, 